Yo, 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 it's your boy, T-O, as you know, uh, a rain real name, no games, no gimmicks, is uh, currently not in the building, he is dealing with some other issues right now, I'll let him explain himself when he's back at some later date and time, um, how's everybody doing, how's it going, how's everybody rocking out there, how's everybody living? How's your week? How's your month? Well, I guess your month is only two days old, so I suppose it can't be going that bad, or maybe it's going that bad. I don't know. We don't have enough of a sample size. Uh, my point is, is I'd like to know how you guys are doing. Put it in the comment section below. All, you know, negative four of you that are watching this right now. <laughs> um, man, I'm, I'm glad to be back with you guys, man. Glad to chop it up for another week. Uh, I'm just grateful, man. I, I'm really, really, really just grateful right now. Um, just being appreciative of being able to do things like this and, and to put your thoughts out there in the world, uh, it's important, I think. Uh, and I'll kind of explain here in, 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 in some time. Um, I just uh, was in the middle of watching Genius, uh, the Kanye West documentary on Netflix. Uh, and, you know, Say what you will about Kanye West, which everybody certainly does. Uh, and I will admit, I, I, have, I have soured a great deal on, on, uh, on Mr. West. Um, not necessarily because of, you know, his political views or anything like that, but just because I feel like at a certain point, I don't know, you, when you start sort of reeking of sort of... Um, uh, what's the word here? What's the word I'm looking for? When you start reeking of, um, for lack of a better term, when you when you get such a big head that you know you you think you are a genius or you really do buy into your own shit of thinking that you can do no wrong, that everything you say and do and think is gold. Well, that that's the that's the time I have to kind of stop rocking with you. I got to stop following you because that's that's how cults get started, <laughs> right? Is is when somebody believes what they say and what they do is above reproach, you know? And um, yeah, I, I just I think that that's where I kind of draw the line in the sand, and I might even draw it even well before that. But uh, after watching this documentary, I don't have a, a different. Um, I don't have a different understanding or viewpoint of Kanye. I feel like Kanye is Kanye and he's been this way pretty much since the beginning, but his platform has just changed. Uh, that's really been the, the, the biggest difference is that uh, his stage has changed. Um, and so uh, and so for those who are like, I miss the old Kanye is like, well, this is the same exact Kanye. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I mean, maybe some people, close people, you know, next to him, you know, might might argue differently, clearly. But I would argue that publicly speaking, he's been the same person he's 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 he's, he's always been um, uh, a little erratic, uh, a, a little sort of back. And I think he admits himself during, you know, during uh, this uh, this documentary that. You know, he we were all contradictions, you know, uh, and, and he is not not that, you know, he is uh, he's definitely a contradiction where, you know, he'll say one thing out of his mouth and then the next minute, you know, you know, he, he goes from George Bush doesn't like black people to screaming MAGA, uh, you know, and so I think, you know, I, but we're all contradictions, uh, some 
way more obviously than others, but <laughs> but we all are. Anyways, uh, so I was watching this thing and I, I felt gratitude because um, because sometimes in life, like uh, so, so watching this whole thing about Kanye and and the things that he's doing and 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 all this stuff, um, it made me sort of be appreciative of wanting to have something to say because I think that a lot of people don't don't necessarily like have that they don't have the desire to say something uh, in in the form of some sort of artistic expression um is maybe the way that i can i can sort of sum that up uh and i think that that is a shame i feel like everybody at some point should want to express themselves in some sort of way that isn't just you know the direct this is how i'm feeling at this given moment because i don't think you can really understand how you're even if you were to try like journal it and write it down and do all that stuff i still don't think you're able to express yourself as sort of um, unconsciously as you are creating some sort of art form because in that some things can come out that you didn't know was was re- really there and, and and it can certainly come out other ways too as, as far as like you know whether you keep a journal or have a therapist or uh, I don't know what, whatever the case is but I, I, I really do feel like through artistic expression and then having that artistic expression endure time uh, where you can go back then and then look at that and have new perspectives on some of the old things that you've done um, and how it can kind of jolt you forward, you know, uh, either reminding you of, of some things or giving you new insight into into your, yourself. Um, uh, hold on one sec. Sorry, I, my dog is in the back licking himself, and I just uh, the sound is horrible, so <laughs> I can't I can't concentrate when he's uh, when he's doing it. Um, anyways, welcome one, welcome all. How's everybody doing out there? Like I said, uh, a rain, real name, no games, no gimmicks. A uh, shout out to him. Uh, I'm assuming he'll be back next week, but we'll uh, we'll we'll see. He's, he's dealing with some stuff right now, uh, but uh, but yeah, I hope you feel better, man. Um, in any event, let's just get into the fucking goods here, man. Let's get into some this week, next week shit. Uh, this week, uh, the things that are coming out, man. Uh, of course, the must much talked about uh, Batman, uh, the Batman movie uh, from Matt Reeves, um, starring Robert Pattinson, um, uh, Zoe Kravitz, uh, who else? Paul Dano's in it. Uh, Colin Farrell's in it. Um, who else is in it? Um, and now I'm going to forget his name, but he's the guy from Westworld. Uh, fuck. Forget his name, but he's in it too. <laughs> uh, so uh, I certainly am going to go see this later on this week. Uh, I can't wait. Um, uh, positive, positive vibes from from everything that I'm hearing. I, I make it a purpose not to read uh, or listen to any sort of reviews prior to watching a movie. So I definitely uh, have kind of... St- you know, I've kept that up here where I, where I haven't read any sort of reviews about it. But hearing some of the the, the, the chatter from afar, you know, seeing some of the headlines, uh, it seems fairly positive, um, which is always a good sign. But at least that lets me know that, uh, you know, that this is something like worthwhile, you know, that this is something that that is probably not going to to disappoint. 
Um, but you have to watch the movie in order to find out one way or another. So I definitely will be checking it out. Can't wait. Uh, After Yang comes out this week, uh, starring uh, also Colin uh, Colin Farrell as well. Um, and uh, that's an interesting project. Uh, I'm, I, I wanted to check that out. Uh, I believe that's another A24 project. Uh, so they, they always cook up some interesting things over there or at least attach their names to, uh, to interesting projects. So I assume that is no different. Um, uh, coming out the next week, I believe, is uh, the Adam Project, uh, project from or, or starring um, Ryan Reynolds. And uh, that should be interesting. It's sort of like a little t- sci-fi story uh, about a guy who goes back uh, in time to uh, to talk to his, or I guess to, I don't know, go on an adventure, I guess, <laughs> with his younger self. Uh, and so, uh, so yeah, I, I, that should be coming out on Netflix uh, next week, actually. Um, so I'm definitely going to try to check that out as well. Uh, let's get to some headlines here. Um, so, uh, let me make sure I got my things queued up here. There we go. Um, so, first here, we have um, an interesting story. Uh, you know, if, if you paid attention to the news, even remotely over the last, I don't know, two, three weeks, uh, you would know that we are, uh, the, the world is uh, sort of, enthralled with what's going on with uh the ukraine right now how russia is uh and there's obviously long backstory there but long story short russia is essentially looking at ukraine like ukraine is mine now um shout out to michael che um for, for that joke about brooklyn um but that's essentially what russia is doing you know they're looking at the ukraine basically saying no we'll just go ahead and take that um and the rest of the world's like wait what the fuck are you talking about uh so you know we're, we're all bracing you know and 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 uh have our eyes on the ukraine mostly because the media will not let you forget that ukraine's going on which we shouldn't obviously uh, but one might argue also that we shouldn't forget about all the other fucking wars especially the ones that we might be uh, <laughs> involved with right now uh, as the aggressor uh but you know the uh, we'll move on from that um but the, the reason why i even mention it is because uh so netflix just dropped that they're going to halt all uh projects and acquisitions out of russia um and uh and which is really interesting right um and, and the reason why it's interesting is because i i wonder i don't know you know nobody really knows how this thing whole thing's going to shake loose you know whether Russia really is going to just invade the Ukraine and and basically just take it, um, and uh, or if Russia just you know fails miserably and 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 you know goes back home with the the tail be, between the legs, um, with however it sort of shakes loose, one might think that relations aren't going to be the same. So I wonder what the post invasion world is going to look like one way or another whether they actually end up actually invading and 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 taking the ukraine or again if they if they fail what is that going to actually look like on a on an international basis in terms of doing business with uh with with russia um because it's not like this happens and you're just like oh well yeah that's yeah that happened uh back to business as usual now that that's over um one might think that you know the the world is going to have a pretty permanent stance on Russia because of what's what's going on here. 
Um, and so, you know, when you, when you talk about uh, businesses like Netflix, uh, which obviously is, is, is probably, maybe not even probably, but definitely the, uh, the largest streaming platform out there uh, to date, uh, when you have these businesses that are like, yeah, we're not going to do business with them anymore. Well, I would have to think that at some point in time, they're probably going to say, yeah, we're going to do business, but it'll be well after the fact, right? It'll be a few years down the line when, you know, in, in, you know, uh, uh, the fourth page of the newspaper in very fine print, you read, oh yeah, Netflix is continuing operations in, in, in around Russia, uh, with, with no problem whatsoever. Um, but you, you'd have to at least believe that it would be some time before Russia, one way or another, again, depending on how this thing shakes loose with the, the Ukraine, um, if, if, you know, businesses want to do business with them, um, uh, businesses like Netflix, for instance. Um, and so, uh, so yeah, it's really interesting to watch, but, uh, in any event, we'll move on. Um, in other news, um, so Disney halts, uh, or sorry, Disney has gained uh, the Netflix shows uh, that uh, that uh, Netflix produced. Uh, they are now going to uh, Disney Plus. Um, but uh, what's interesting, and I and this is, comes from an article from uh, IndieWire. Uh, so what's interesting is that Hulu uh, might be sort of the the loser in this situation. No, uh, you know, no offense uh, given <laughs> uh, to Hulu, but. Um, but uh, but Hulu might be the big loser here uh, because um, so uh, basically Hulu was sort of the how should one put it um, the rebellious teenager in this situation, whereas uh, uh, Disney is the wholesome little kid, you know, the the go lucky little kid, right? Uh, and Hulu's the uh, the rebellious uh, fucking you know smoking weed behind the house uh teenager year um so basically hulu had all sort of like the mature content while uh, disney plus uh had obviously the the more family friendly content um but with the netflix shows uh which are very specifically gory uh between dare uh, daredevil jessica jones um even luke cage uh we can all just kind of forget about iron fist um but also the, the defenders as a whole um very sort of r-rated if not mature stuff going on there you know um like i even think back to uh just like the violence that was in um that the violence that was in uh daredevil uh and i actually got to pause here for a moment because my dog's about to lose it uh her shit so give me one sick here This is why you shouldn't leave your dogs in the room with you while you're recording because they could spaz out at any moment. At least my dogs do. Anywho, um, where was I? Yeah, so uh, so basically uh, Hulu might stand to lose here because, you know, they sort of have a dominance on this sort of, you know, and, and the reason why they're even being talked about in the same conversation is because, of course, 
uh, Disney owns uh, Hulu, um, along with Sports Center, or not Sports Center, uh, ESPN, um, and then of course Disney Plus. Um, and so if they're all under this essentially the same tent. So when you have this content, uh, such as the Defenders and all the individual shows, Jessica Jones, Daredevil, uh, Punisher, don't let me forget the violence in the Punisher as well, um, uh, uh, as well as Luke Cage. Um, when you have that type of sort of content that is for more mature audience, uh, audiences, um, one would think that that kind of takes away a little bit from from Hulu. Um, but in, in all honesty, I, I'm not sure if that really is going to be the case because I think uh, I don't think I'm not sure if people really process it like that. Right. Uh, of course, people still are going to go to Disney for the uh, family friendly stuff. And I don't think that's going to necessarily change. Uh, but I don't think with these shows, I think they just want to put them under the tent of Marvel which is uh, obviously on Disney Plus. Uh, they, they've got all the Marvel content on Disney Plus. Um, so I think people are still very much just going to think of it in that nature. They're not necessarily like, oh, well, you know, now Disney Plus has all the hardcore shit. So we're just going <laughs> to we're going to start checking that out. I don't think that's going to be the case. So but we'll see um, as with uh, with everything else. Let's move on to uh, another thing here. Um, so we do have. Uh, there, there was a, uh, a gentleman, uh, an actor, his name's Sam Elliott. Uh, he's done a lot of great work, uh, for those who are my P Parks and Recs fans out there. Uh, we, uh, Sam Elliott played, uh, the, I guess the, the alternate, um, Ron Swanson, um, I suppose at, at, a, at a certain point in, uh, Parks and Rec, um, and he he recently did a podcast, uh, or he was on Mark Maron's podcast, the uh, WTF podcast, uh, where he just made some some really, <laughs> one might say, interesting uh, 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 comment. Um, now, what's what's actually really funny, or maybe not funny, depending on how you look at the situation, is so I just pulled up his uh, his Wikipedia. Um, hold on, let me see if I can set this up. Uh, okay, so I want you guys to see this. So, okay, so I just pulled up his Wikipedia, and uh, and sure enough, his Wikipedia says Sam Sam uh, Sam uh, Samuel Pack Elliot. And for those who are listening at home, I'll obviously read what's on the page here. Uh, Sam. Samuel Pack Elliott uh, is a homophobic American actor, so somebody's already uh, maintenanced his uh, his um, uh, his Wikipedia page uh, in order to address some of the more recent comments that he's uh, he he's made. Um, but uh, let me see if I can play the uh, the clip here of uh, when he spoke to. Um, Mark Mayer. Did you see Power of the Dog? Did you watch that movie? Yeah, you want to talk about that piece of shit? <laughs> oh, no. You didn't like that one? No. What the f*** is this woman from... Who, Jane Campion? Yeah. She's a brilliant director, yeah. by the way. I love her work. <laughs> right. Previous work. Sure. But what the f*** is this woman from down there come... Oh, New Zealand. New Zealand. Right. Know about... 
the American West. And why in a if she shoot this movie in New Zealand and call it Montana. That's what all these fucking cowboys in that movie look like. Uh-huh. They're all running around in shaps and no shirts. There's all these allusions of homosexuality yeah. Yeah. throughout the fucking movie. Yeah. I think that's what the movie's about. Movie. And you say, this is the way it was. It's got you, this movie. So that's, that fucking rubbed me the wrong way, pal. Yeah. And boy, when I fucking saw that, I thought, what the yeah. Where are we in this world today? So, uh, that was uh, Sam Elliott uh, talking about a movie that just uh, recently came out. Um, so, he was referring to uh, a movie called um, uh, The Power of the Dog, uh, starring um, Benedict Cumberbatch, uh, as well as uh, a few other people. I haven't seen the movie. I didn't even another movie is the thing honestly before <clears throat> before these comments um <clears throat> but you know his his comments pretty much stand for themselves um th- you know i don't need to put too much more on it um now so you know obviously people are going to feel a specific way about these particular comments which I, I, clearly like you know well within their right to clearly right because you could definitely say he's, he's he's definitely saying the words of somebody who's homophobic, uh, somebody who's a bit sexist, uh, um, and anything else you want to you want to say about him. But I, I think I'm not necessarily going to take a different tack. I'm just going to maybe try to like I guess maybe reason with him, right? Like because you know, when he makes the comments there, and, and I might actually play it again here in a sec, I actually couldn't hear the beginning part of it because um, my, my little system here is malfunctioning just a bit. Um, actually, you know what? Let me see if I can edit this. Ah, there we go. All right, let's see if we can get this back. Uh, yeah, you know what? I'm going to play it one more time. And I might pause it, like, in between, you know, just to uh, address some of the things he says here. Did you see Power of the Dog? Did you watch that movie? Yeah, you want to talk about that piece of <laughs> Oh, no. You didn't like that one? No. What the f*** is this woman from... Who, Jane Campion? Yeah. She's a brilliant director, yeah. by the way. I love her work. <laughs> right. Previous work. Sure. But what the f*** is this woman from down there come... Oh, New Zealand. New Zealand. Right. Know about... The American West, and why in a fish? Yeah, okay. So that like that's kind of where I want to begin here. So he says, you know, what does she know um, about uh, the American West? So uh, Jane uh, Campion uh, is the director of The Power of the Dog. I believe she's from. I don't. I don't, I don't really know who she is, but she's apparently from New Zealand, or maybe they filmed it in New. Ze- I don't. I don't fucking know. Right? Doesn't really fucking matter. It's not really important. Um, at least to to what I'm the point that I'm trying to make. But like, so he has an issue with that, right? But it's like, it's it's actually pretty like laughable, right? Because it's like, well, you're an actor, right? So all the roles that you've played, I'm positive that you didn't, you weren't the fucking thing that you, that you played, right? Uh, and I don't, I'm not even gonna like go through the effort of even looking up what his, you know, fucking film history is and all the movies. I apparently he was in Roadhouse. I, I never really watched Roadhouse, but uh, apparently he was in that. Um, 
and, and and you know, I, and I'm not gonna try to like go through all of his IMDb and be like, hmm, well, you know, it seems like you know you weren't this thing. No, like you're an actor, you get the idea of acting. So the fact that she this is supposed to be this movie the power of the dog is supposed to be in the midwest but really actually is shot in like new zealand or wherever the fuck it was filmed is pretty standard fare for any project right you just go where you're gonna either has all the things you need for the film or and or um the place where you're going to pay the least amount of money for what you're trying to 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 do and i don't know his dismay that oh she doesn't know anything about the midwest it's like i don't know man it just fucking it just sounds like sound like a fucking clown like if i'm and i'm not try, like i'm uh, i'm really trying to be a little bit measured here but like you just it sounds stupid like yeah what <laughs> you know i i don't think you know uh, are we gonna try to like oh, they didn't film you know lord of the rings at mordor like you know <laughs> like like with the or like you know they didn't fucking film like the 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 matrix in the desert of the real like like what the fuck is i don't even understand like what you're even trying to say there like it just it reeks of hey somebody did something and and i think the genesis of what he's saying was born in that he you know he, he didn't care for the homosexual either innuendo or illusions in the in in the movie and so that's why I feel like he's attacking it this way. Cause honestly, this is a stupid thing to say. It's just like, Oh, well it wasn't, what does she know about the Midwest? And it's like, what is, what did fucking, uh, Steven Spielberg, what does he know about black people? And yet he did the curl of purple, like, or he just did the West side story. Like, what, like what, <laughs> what exactly are you even trying to fucking like get at here? I don't, I don't, I don't understand exactly what the fuck you're saying, but, um, but it's really the the issues with homosexual. So we'll continue listening here to uh, to get to that point. Shoot this movie in New Zealand and call it Montana. That's what all these fucking cowboys in that movie look like. Uh huh. They're all running around in shaps and no shirts. There's all these allusions of homosexuality yeah. Yeah. throughout the fucking movie. Yeah. I think that's what the movie's about. And you say, <laughs> shout out to uh, Mark Maron, who's <laughs> like, well, yeah, that's. I think that's what they're trying to they're trying to get at there yeah that's like they're that's not the they're, they're not missing the plot there there that's it that is the plot that is literally the plot of the movie this is the way it was it's got you this movie so that's that can rub me the wrong way pal and boy when i saw that i thought what the fuck? yeah where are we in this world today yeah um so you, you know and you get a the people out there who are like cheerleading, like, yo, yeah, <laughs> Sam Elliott, mm, really sticking it to these soy boys out here. You know, it's just like, come on, dude. Like what? So, so you, you have a problem with people, you know, uh, for, for one, just like, you know, people being depicted as gay in movies, but it's just like, well, what's going on in your life that, that you have such like rage against this <laughs> like like that the, oh how dare somebody you know depict somebody who's gay on screen uh, uh, that's just it offends my senses uh, you know is, is sort of how he's looking at it but I, I suppose like the different angle I'm going to come from here is is you know for people for Sam Elliott and people like Sam, Sam Elliott what I would what I would sort of like uh what I would for, sort of ask is, is like, well, 
you know, this is an art form, right? These are movies that are being made. So this is an expression or somebody's interpretation of, uh, of some sort of expression or somebody's, uh, they're trying to essentially get something off their chest. You know, they're, they're trying to express something themselves. And so, you know, you could argue like, and so when Sam Elliott says, like, what does she know about the you know Midwest? And also, you know, they just got a bunch of these, you know, homosexuals running around and chaps. Um, it's like, well, I mean, do you think that nobody in the Midwest is gay? Like, is that just, just out of pure curiosity? Like, what, like, what is the, do you think all cowboys were just, like, there was no gay cowboy, like, ever? Like, do you, like, I don't, I think what I challenge you, you'd think is, is that, like, well, maybe this is somebody's actual, and I've never seen the movie, so I, I, you know, I can't speak with authority on it, but if it's, as he describes, um, then it's kind of just like, well, do you not think that this is somebody else's reality? Like, be, because I assure you it is. Like, no matter what you might hold that, oh, yeah, the Midwest cowboys and shooting guns and smoking tobacco, like, whatever the fuck, you, you know, you want to you want to say, there are definitely gay cowboys. Like, I, don't, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I have no proof of this. I have I've done no historical uh research on this but i can guarantee you with a hundred percent certainty uh that there were definitely gay cowboys like i so you hate the fact that i i honestly i don't i'm not really even sure uh you know what what exactly his 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 main gripe is is that how dare you show and, and I, I suppose it's coming from the place of oh we should never be shown as what they might or people like Sam Elliott might, you know, deem as weak, quote unquote, um, um, or, or not masculine or, or not hard nosed or whatever the case is. But bruh, it's 20 fucking 20 or it's 2022. Um, you know, uh, all that fucking bravado shit, man, come on, just give it. It's, is it not exhausting? to hold up this fucking image that you have no feelings and anything, you know, that isn't you exactly is terrible. And, and yeah, come on, dude, like, let's just, it's just, it's 2020. Just give it up. Give it up, dude. The fucking ship has sailed. But anyways, I digress. Um, uh, we're moving on to, to bigger and better things here. Um, I do want to speak about a show. Um, I'm going to speak about two things. I'm going to speak about the first thing here. I'm going to talk about Euphoria. Uh, I just got done watching um, season two of Euphoria. Um, so coming off the heels of season one, uh, yeah, I could say that like I, I definitely enjoyed season one and I thought it was a really interesting show. They did a lot of like interesting things um, with it. Um, to play the audio there that was supposed to not be that there we go all right um so season one was definitely like 100 percent super interesting um and the way that it sort of ended uh left you i'm not even sure where exactly left you it, it, it didn't really leave you anywhere you know rue at the end of season one was still you know 
very much into the drugs. Um, and season two picks, pretty much picks up right where that left off. And everybody else is kind of not really doing too much at the end of season one. Um, so season two, they could have gone to many different places with season two. And I'll kind of cut to the chase with what I'm, what I'm trying to say about the show. Season two for me was enjoyable, but also it was hard to watch because I feel like it was too stylistic. Uh, and what I mean by that is that I felt like the way that it was shot and the way that it was all edited together distracted from the narrative, um, which sometimes is a welcomed experience, right? Sometimes you just need something told and just a, just a, a different way in order for it to kind of really pop and in order for you to really take notice of it, um, which typically I'm a fan of. But in this specific case, I feel like it it kind of hurt it a little bit um, because there are a number of episodes that you're trying to follow specific storylines, but th- the pacing would be sort of all out of whack and then the content was all out of whack in terms of what was sort of the focal point of the episode now perhaps i need to go back over it and kind of go through it with a finer tooth comb in order to sort of understand what they were aiming for with um and i believe sam sam levinson i believe is his name unless i'm uh i'm incorrect and obviously i have access to uh uh access to uh google so i can yeah sam levinson uh is the creator of uh euphoria um so yeah uh so i felt like they they took too much liberty with the uh, how they constructed each episode um from a, a narrative standpoint uh as well as how it was literally just edited to, to together it was just it was I, f- I felt like it was too distracting um that I, and i felt like they were try, actually trying to tell like a worthwhile story with everybody's storylines like with rue's storyline of basically hitting rock bottom with uh, with her drug addiction with cassie's storyline um which it was really interesting to sort of see her character sort of develop and and, and go through uh, everything that she went through with uh you know uh now dating nate um and um you know sort of uh the the rift that that caused um then uh in her uh her relationship with maddie um obviously who who was dating nate before uh, and i and i really think that this show is more than just a bunch of like teenagers drugs sex and all that stuff although that clearly is integral to the story i feel like there's a lot going on beneath the waves like we've got a really a good sort of dissection of uh, Rue's the reason why Rue, you know, turned to drugs and and um and kind of how how deep she is or she was in it, um and uh you know how how her father's death uh affected her and, and sent her down sort of this this spiral, um uh and I will say the one storyline I didn't necessarily care for was uh was was Cats. Um, and, uh, the reason being because I felt like it was just wholly like incomplete. It was just, she was kind of just a dick the entire season. And then they just never went back to her at all to like give her any sort of like resolution or anything. So I thought her storyline was really weird. Uh, Fesco obviously had a great storyline this year, him and, um, Lexi, uh, their relationship sort of blossomed, which was really welcome. Honestly, uh, I know there are a lot of people who are fans of, of their relationship. Uh, I am one as well. 
Um, and it obviously ends in a little bit of a disaster. Um, but of course, we'll, we'll sort of see how that ends. But then, you know, you have the whole thing with Nate's family um, and, uh, you know, his, his, his relationship with his dad and, and uh, Cal and, and his dad sort of, um, you know, kind of admitting who he is and uh, is, is, is okay with that. Um, so you have all these sort of like great, uh, uh, you have this great content for storylines um, that honestly was done in like really interesting ways, but the specific ways that each episode was constructed, and there were some episodes that I felt like were better than others, but by and large, um, each episode stylistically, I felt like the style approach with it distracted from um from the storylines uh and even after i you know i watched a couple of different things that kind of talked about the style of euphoria and and how this sort of um it, it's got sort of this um um noir type of feel to it um and or or uh, uh, uh expressionist uh sort of style to it um which is obviously like apparent um which is how I would categorize it's it's pretty to look at, but I'm not sure how much it actually adds to the story. But but that's why I say that maybe I just need to go over it again, in order to, uh, really sort of grasp how how they're uh, both shooting and editing each episode together, how that connects to the story because there there's some things that 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 you know that that are very apparent in terms of what they're trying to do from a visual standpoint to 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 pull you along in the story but i felt like sometimes that was the, at the expense of the story itself um so anyways um <clears throat> moving on from euphoria though i also just watched uh, genius uh and i didn't get to finish it but um i watched uh a majority of it and uh, like I was talking about at the top of the show, um, it really did just leave me with a great deal of appreciation, man, um, uh, because expressing yourself is is a tough endeavor. And um, and especially when you when it's done in an artistic way, because it can because you have to fight yourself, <laughs> at least it, 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 I speaking personally, it's like most of the time I have to fight myself when I'm trying to express myself artistically Um because I'm like my own worst enemy, you know, um, and there there were a few instances there where Kanye's just so convinced of who he is and and what he can do, and he's very talented, right? Like uh, like Kanye, uh, especially when it comes to making music, very fucking talented. But he his ambitions always it seems like um what it what it feels like with Kanye is that this whole idea of being a genius, right? I, I, Cause I, we, one could look at it and I've been arguing for years that, right. It's, it's, it's this sort of when somebody's really good at one thing, we label them a genius, but then that somehow gets applied to like other fucking things. And I, and I call that the Kanye effect um, where you're really good at one thing. And then that one thing turns into like, Oh, you're good at everything. And it's like, well, no, that's not necessarily fucking true. <laughs> that just means you're really good at the thing that you were doing. Um, but I, I feel like, so Kanye was really good at making music, but then that, uh, and, and it started as uh, producing, right? He was really good at producing, and then that blossomed, or not even blossomed, but that was always sort of the fact that he always wanted to be a rapper. 
And so he kept having to try to like prove himself. And, and I kept thinking about like what this idea of genius, like why, why we keep coming back to this when it comes to Kanye West. But for, I think specifically for him, the idea of being a quote unquote genius um, is substitute that for simply just validation that and and being seen right being recognized being um being told that you matter um and you know obviously i've never met the guy and you know i'm not i'm not trying to make an indictment on him i'm not i'm not trying to make this like a i hate kanye thing like i'm not no matter how i feel about him personally i think this is just my analysis and and how i'm applying it to myself is that when you're somebody like kanye who was or who is really fucking talented um just period right he's just a really talented person overall but when you combine that with the ego that he has um as well as the need for validation um well that that's how you get that's how you get kanye right um now combine that also with the mental health issues and, and all that stuff but uh, but I, I feel like when you need that validation from other people, right, then because uh, it was great back and forth uh, in, in one of the episodes where uh, he was talking to one guy, Kanye was talking to one guy and he was like, the, 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 the guy was saying like, yo, you, nobody, you can't just call yourself a genius. Other people have to fucking call you a genius and that would make that's makes you a genius. Right. Um, is that other people say you're a genius. You can't just stated about yourself right but that got me to thinking about well why does kanye keep using this term so much and why does he keep kind of jumping from like one thing to another here um and i think i think that what stands behind it is that idea of validation right that i have to be a genius at what i do so people can then therefore validate right to say to say yes you know you are a genius you know you are the the best at this you know and and once you get that validation well well now you need to move on to something else because that gets old pretty fucking quick right everybody telling you you're oh my god you're so great at x y or z or you're you're so good at this um uh, uh, you're the best at this. Okay, well, what happens when you are the best? What happens then? What happens when when you 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 get the the crown, so to speak? You know what what happens when you become king? Well, you got to go conquer other territories now. You know, um, and I and I think how I sort of apply that to myself is is that uh, his his mom, you know, and obviously it's it's one of the uh, the sayings in um uh. It's one of the sayings in the the documentary that I think a lot of people sort of reacted to uh, was the uh, the quote from his mom, who, uh, Donda, who says uh, the 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 giant looks in the mirror and sees nothing. Um, and that quote really sort of hit close to home because it's like when you meet some success or when you meet victory. Right. The I feel like the natural human instinct is to. um is to start believing their own hype, right? It's to, it, I feel like the, the normal reaction, or quote unquote normal reaction, is to look in the mirror and see that giant, right? But I think what it means when it says, when she said the giant looks in the mirror and sees nothing, um, is that 
you you really do always have to just be humble, you know. And and I think that this is something that Kanye, which is ironic because you know Kanye's, you know, one could say he might not be the most humblest person in the world, right? Uh, admittedly so, right? Um, but he he's very fucking talented. So it's like who he can't be really he really can't be denied that, and he's very persistent, right? So it's it's like he can't really be denied. Um, so one might argue is is like well why do you make that statement then right what is it so that the giant can keep on being a giant i i don't think so i think what that statement sort of meant is in order for you to like hold on to some semblance of sanity you have to look in the mirror and you have to see nothing not from the case of you are nothing but you can't you can't see that giant in the mirror because if you look in that mirror and you see that giant um well now you're just sniffing your own shit you know you're 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 sniffing your own shit and saying that it it, it smells like fucking potpourri you know um and i think that with success with victory comes this sort of moment where you have to kind of like look in that mirror and you have to not see that giant because if you do if you start believing in your own hype well that's the beginning of the downfall or you become you become essentially like a tyrant because uh, and, you know, I know that word doesn't necessarily apply in this context, but I, I feel like that's kind of what you you you, you sort of become is this this thing that's like a, 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 a shadow of what it used to be, you know, um, because at that point, it's hard to even try to start recognizing anyways I'm, I'm saying all this without having any of the experience of kanye was so who the fuck knows what's actually going on in his mind but that's that was just my sort of interpretation of it i thought it was a really good documentary um but i think it also does gloss over a lot of things you know as, as far as uh, uh kanye west goes um but it's still i think is, is really good nonetheless uh the, the dude who um uh who who did it at cootie um uh, I think he throws a lot of his own personal things in there, and I think that was that was good to sort of show you the juxtaposition between where Kanye went and, and this guy who's basically been documenting his life since since he was like 19 years old, uh, or I guess maybe a little older than that. But uh, in any event, uh, I thought the documentary was interesting. I hadn't watched it until now. I'm going to finish it uh, up and, and report back. But, uh, but yeah, that was just some thoughts about... Um, genius uh in any event uh let's check some trailers out here we got some some trailers today um and our first one here is uh it's called bullet train uh it uh, uh it's about five assassins who board a fast-moving bullet train uh that find out uh their missions have something in common this is directed by david leitch uh and written by some writers uh some names i'm not even gonna try to attempt to to pronounce um uh and uh stars brad pitt aaron taylor johnson uh sandra bullock um and zazie beats uh and this is due out june 15th or july 15th of this here year let's check out bullet train There's a gun on It's the quiet car. Can't use your small inside voice in here, son. There's a gun. 
Forgetting what you do for a living. Take the gun. Every job I do, somebody dies. I'm not that guy anymore. Some conflicts require a gun. Hey, this is nice. Okay, what am I snatching and or grabbing? A briefcase. You said you wanted simple for your first job back. It doesn't get simpler. You stab me? The way you ruin your life, the way you ruin mine. Dude, I don't even know you. There's nothing simple about this job. Something else going on here. Yeah, I'm not the only one on this train looking for this case. Evan? Where's the briefcase? I was such a... It was just a... We are right on schedule. Everything that's ever happened to you... This is gonna sting, bitch! Whoa! Has led you here. Fate. That's a shit deal. Oh, no, thank you. You know what? Do you have uh, anything sparkling? That's the one. Thank you. Domo arigato. You sure you want to talk this out? Not particularly, no. Uh, okay. Exclusively in movie theater. All right. That was Bullet Train. Uh, yeah, that looked really interesting. Um, I saw a little bit of Knives Out in there. Um, pretty much any like action movie that's come out over the past like four years, <laughs> uh, in terms of uh, the the action, um, the way the action was shot, and and uh, it reminded me kind of of uh, the movie that came out recently. It was, uh, I think it's called Kate on Netflix. I believe that's what it was called. Um. Yeah, uh, so Brad Pitt at the you know the you know young age of like ninety, uh, still out there doing this shit. Um, a lot of people in this movie. Um, and I said Sandra Bullock was in it. I might have might have lied to you about that. Let me let me double check my math here. Although I'm not sure math is uh, is necessary there. Um, y'all, yeah, okay, she's in it. Um, Logan Lerman's in it, uh, Joey, K just like everybody's in it, uh, Brian Tyree Henry's in it, um, yeah, just a lot of fucking people in this movie, um, yeah, it looked, it looked cool, man, um, I can't say that these type of action movies are like my cup of tea anymore, uh, I think maybe once upon a time they used to be, but, uh, yeah, I don't know, it's cause, uh, it's just, it's kind of one size fits all with these uh, with these type of movies, so uh, I'm not sure how much that really sort of fits in my wheelhouse. But you yeah. know, it is what it is. Anyways, uh, so Bullet Train coming out on July 15th uh, of this year. 
let's move on to our next trailer. Uh, I believe this is pronounced Pachinko. Pachinko. Um, I don't know why I need to put some sort of accent on it, but <laughs> uh, so based on the New York uh, Times bestseller, this sweeping saga chronicles the hopes and dreams of a Korean immigrant family across four generations as they leave their homeland in an um, in indomitable uh, quest to survive and thrive. Uh, this is directed by Justin Shun, uh, as well as uh, Kogan, Koganda, um, and uh, written by uh, Su uh, So uh, Hugh, I believe, and my apologies for butchering all these names, uh, as well as uh, Min Jin uh, Lee, uh, and it stars uh, Lee Min Ho, uh, Yoon Yu Young, uh, Stephen, or some Steve Sang Hun. None. <laughs> I am butchering all these names, so I'm just going to stop butchering them and just tell you that it's due out March 25th of this year. Uh, let's check out the trailer for uh, Pachinko. interesting um <clears throat> so uh so yeah kind of uh yeah 
I, I kind of connect uh, with some of the plot lines there, but uh, you know, uh, a, a lot of these Korean movies, man, uh, more often they they've hit more often than they've missed uh, for these for these last uh, few years. Um, obviously, you know, Parasite winning um, Best Picture uh, a couple of years back. Um, you know, uh, very powerful things coming out of uh, 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 Korea um, or from Korean film filmmakers. Um, and, uh, so yeah, this, this story looked really interesting. I, I never met, uh, read the book or anything like that. Um, uh, from what I understand, it's, it's based on a book. Um, it just looks really interesting. And, um, the part of it I identify with is the idea of wanting to provide, obviously, and it's a pretty universal fucking feeling, right? Like, wanting to provide a better life for your children um, and kind of being pretty obsessed with, with that or you create a better life for them than you had for yourself. Um, uh, I feel like is, is, is a, is a prevalent concept and thought and um, one that kind of jumped out to me in the, in the trailer and it was just shot very beautifully, very sort of warmly um, in, in the trailer. Uh, and, and it looks like it's going to be a dope movie. It comes out on Apple TV plus. Um, and uh, yeah, it just looks really, really interesting. Um, so I definitely have to check that out. It comes out March twenty fifth uh, of of this year. Um, so uh, let's get to another story here. Um, so we have uh, we have a story that I I did want to talk about uh, only because um, I saw it and I I had some thoughts, uh, which you know can be said about any story like ever, right? Um, you see a story and you have thoughts about it. Um, let's see. There we go. Um, so, uh, as we all sort of know, or as a lot of people know, uh, uh, about a month ago, maybe some, maybe a little bit more or less than that. Uh, so Joe Rogan was in some pretty hot water because of a lot of things, uh, his conversations about COVID being one of them. Um, but then that sort of led into conversations about just his overall character. Uh, and uh, it was talking, uh, the conversation sort of shifted to his use of the N-word, the word nigger. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, I don't know why saying the hard ER is, it feels terrible. I, <laughs> I don't know why anybody would want to say it. Yeah, you got to go with the, with the, with the A at the end. Yeah, that's, it's not, it's no good with the hard ER. Um, like I, I'm black and I <laughs> felt immediately uncomfortable saying it. Um, but anyways, uh, so uh, compilation video put out by Believe in the RV for some reason. Um, she put out a video uh, basically chronicling his, his use of that word, and uh, he came out with a, sort of an apology for it and, and basically said, hey, sorry for using it. Uh, that was a younger self, um, but also that was kind of taken out of context, that he wasn't using it in some sort of derogatory sense, that he was either quoting somebody else or whatever fucking excuse you want to you, you wanna go with. Um uh, but and then he came out and also said like, hey, this is, uh, you know, this, there's a little bit of a witch hunt here in that, you know, everybody doesn't like my, what I'm saying about COVID. So therefore, they're 
you know, kind of piling on by looking through, you know, the history. And and I feel like this is actually really true, right? If you've done anything like a podcast or anything like that, it's like, dude, so many hours are spent doing it that, and you say all sorts of crazy shit. So it's like going through anybody's, especially at the rate that he, because I think he does like three or four shows a week for the for the podcast. And I th- it might even been more when he first started. I don't, I, don't, I don't know exactly what the history is there, but it's a lot of fucking episodes. Dude. There's like, almost like i think there's over clearly well over a thousand episodes of the of the show obviously you know and word aside you're you're definitely gonna find some shit in there that's pretty fucking crazy shit uh, as far as uh him saying stuff and it just comes with the territory of speaking for that long and you know um that often but anyways uh, so samuel jackson recently came out and basically said yeah fuck that dude like i'm not i'm not going to sit here and accept your apology not that he was to you know apologizing to samuel jackson directly but uh he was like yo i don't really fucking buy into that shit um i think um so let me let me give you the direct uh, quote here so he says uh he is saying uh, nobody understood the context when he uh, said it uh, but he shouldn't have said it it's not the context dude it, it it's that he was comfortable doing it. Um, so you're sorry because you want to keep your money, but um, you were having your fun and you say you did it because it was entertaining. Um, so that's what Samuel Jackson said uh, uh, in reference to this, this whole Joe Rogan thing, which is really interesting uh, considering that who Samuel L. Jackson has worked with uh, a lot in his career, which is Quentin Tarantino. Um, who also has some very uh, controversial, um, uh, <laughs> uh, controversial. He has a very controversial relationship with the word, uh, with the N word, and so, uh, and so, I find it very interesting because, so Samuel Jackson, um, I'm always glad, you know, or or, or always, you know, welcome his opinion on things because he, he pretty much uh as as they say he shoots from the hip right so it's it's usually pretty it, uh, you might not agree with what he says but he, he he definitely tells you exactly what the fuck's on his mind right um this presents to me so a bit of cognitive dissonance or compartmentalization right that you can look at the joe rogan thing and say no well you know even if he's saying it was in context or, or it was taken out of context it doesn't really fucking matter what the context is. You said it, and that's the fucking problem. But then you you have somebody like Quentin Tarantino who, it like, okay, he puts it into a script, and then it's like, it's fine. But it's like, well, Quentin Tarantino wrote the script, and the script, and it, it's not just that Quentin Tarantino uses the N-word. Uh, it's that he uses it a lot. <laughs> like, a lot, a lot. Like, an aggressive amount. You know, that, that kind of makes... Like, look, I, I, again, and we talked about artistic expression, right? I'm willing to give anything up for artistic expression, but also, Jesus, like, <laughs> slow up here, Quentin. Like, as you're writing this down, maybe think, hmm, do I need this onward in here? And, and especially with some of the earlier movies that he, that he, that he had, I felt like it was just, well, what was the context? The guy just like using the N word? Like, is that the context, you know, for this story? And I'm sure we can do some sort of mental gymnastics in terms of why it was necessary for the story. But, in, and again, you know, you could argue like Django Unchained, um, 
uh, uh, maybe at some points in time, you know, you could argue that, hey, it, it made sense in this context. But I like I remember watching, I think it was uh, I'm pretty sure like Pulp Fiction where Quentin Tarantino he just like lets it fly. And it's just like, what the fuck, dude? Like, I, there's there's no context to this. It's just a person who likes using the fucking N word. And I guess you might say, oh, well, it's to paint the character in a certain light and yada, yada. But also maybe he just fucking likes using the N word and maybe writing a movie is his one place to be like, you know what? I can do it. It's artistic expression. What do you want me to do? Um, and so it's like, well, okay, you know, let's try a little experiment here. If Joe Rogan then writes a movie, um, uh, and has it within the context of the movie, well, then is it okay? <laughs> you, you, you know? And so it, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to jump into the argument is, you know, can white people say the N word or not? That's not the argument I'm trying to make. I'm just trying to I'm trying to see the world through Samuel Jackson's lens of, well, how does this make sense? Because what it really sounds like to me is, hey, I mean, it's kind of cool when my friend does it, but when this other dude does it, fuck that guy, right? Um, uh, but I still love Samuel Jackson nonetheless. I just I, I just thought it was really fucking interesting, this uh, this conversation, because, again, like I feel like it's a bit of, uh, it's a bit of compartmentalization, right? That, I, and, and, it, and it sort of, it smells of, well, you know, I'm friends with this guy or I know this person and I know it's in their heart. So therefore I'm going to afford to them a certain amount of, um, uh, what do you want to call it? Uh, the, the words on the tip of my tongue, like a certain amount of understanding, um, or, uh, I, I want to give to them and I forget the exact word I'm, I'm looking for here, but I, I, I'm willing to give the benefit of the doubt. That's 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 what I was searching for for like three hours. Um, I want to give them the benefit of the doubt. Um, but this other person who I don't know, who I'm not really fucking friends with, fuck that person immediately because I, I assume they mean some sort of ill intent by the thing that they're trying to say. Either that they meant ill intent or that they were stupid uh, and that they just said what they said or, or did what they did. Um, so yeah, I, I I I just find it fascinating because it's that's it's really interesting take from from Samuel Jackson given who his uh his his bestie is. Uh but in any event, uh shout out to uh, Samuel Jackson. Um uh let's uh let's pace forward here for our last story of the day uh so the last story here has to do with uh larry david so um so larry david uh who i just i just got done or i'm just in the middle of rather watching seinfeld um and so uh and i obviously was already familiar with uh curb your enthusiasm um but uh, but this is my first time sitting down and watching Seinfeld all the way through. I thought I would be really indifferent about it because some of the episodes that I watched previously, um, just by, you know, just in passing, I didn't really care for. Uh, or at least some of the scenes, rather, that I that I saw, I didn't really care for. But I will say, the show has fucking grown on me. I actually love this show. I actually love Seinfeld, which I never thought I would fucking say in my entire life. Surprisingly, I do. After watching it... Um, frontwards and backwards okay maybe not backwards but after watching the entire thing i can say that i'm a i'm a, I'm a fan of seinfeld and larry david was of course one of the co-creators along with jerry seinfeld of seinfeld um and uh and obviously then 
came out with Curb Your Enthusiasm, uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm thereafter. Um, and, and so, uh, what we were supposed to get was a documentary, um, about, uh, Larry David. And so I'll, I'll read this from TV line. Um, the Larry David story, uh, is being postponed. HBO announced on Twitter late Monday. Instead, Larry has decided he wants to do it in front of an audience. Stay tuned for more information. So the documentary finds the 74 year old sitting down with friend, uh, slash co-creator or sort co-director, uh, Larry Charles, for a peek behind the proverbial curtain as David gets candid about his personal and professional highs and lows from his humble beginnings uh, as an unfunny Brooklyn kid to becoming America's favorite misanthrope, um, per the official long line. Uh, in between reflecting on his bumpy road to success and his hit series Seinfeld and Curb Your Enthusiasm, David shares his thoughts on everything from metaphysics to parenthood. Genuine, hilarious, uh, and eye-opening, the Larry David story shines a light on the infamous cynic uh, who begins a singular voice in comedy today. So basically, Larry David was like, yeah, I don't feel like doing this shit right now. Um, or maybe he didn't like something about it, or he really did just want to get it in front of an audience. Either way, it was supposed to come out on, I believe, I think, I don't know what the difference between HBO and HBO Max is, but somewhere in the HBO sphere, um, David was supposed to come out with this uh, documentary basically about his life, and uh, it did not uh, happen that way. Um, and And it's weird because it was like, I think the day of, you know, um, you, that this was sort of scrapped, um, which given, you know, the popularity of Larry David, I think is really fucking interesting. But it also shows how much fucking weight that he has that he can just be like, yeah, we're not doing that right now. Uh, and then they just don't do it. You know, they're just like, OK, fine, fair enough. But that makes me also think that there's something going on behind the scenes that maybe there's something wrong with it. Maybe it's something that they know went out. Uh, but I would I would have to believe that enough people have seen it already that you know whatever they they might be trying to change about it is already sort of well known um there's a weird situation i i i yeah i have to admit this is uh, very fucking strange um but goes in line with fucking larry david right uh for anybody who's watched seinfeld and watched curb your enthusiasm this falls very very much in line with <laughs> with the character at least that we've known larry david to uh, to be from curb your enthusiasm as well as just his overall views of life um you know through the eyes of seinfeld and uh uh costanza and and, and all this um uh yeah, uh, so I, and I'm very much actually interested in this documentary because I, for as much as we know about Larry David, we also don't know shit about Larry David. Or at least I don't know shit about Larry David. Um, and maybe I, I should adjust it for that. I don't really know that much about Larry David for as much content that he has out there um, because both, I think Curb Your Enthusiasm has like seven or eight. I might be wrong about that. It might even be more. Um, but it has a not insignificant amount of seasons and Seinfeld had nine seasons a lot of fucking content from Larry David and I barely know anything about him um but uh but this is a strange situation strange case that's happened uh but uh but yeah hopefully hopefully the doc would now what's even stranger is that they didn't it's not like they like reset like a date for it or anything like that they just were like yeah we're not doing it right now and more details to come um which is weird um but you know, I guess it. I guess it is what it is. 
but yeah, hopefully that'll be out soon and we can get some, some good deets on who the fuck this this guy Larry David is. Uh, yeah. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, I conclude my uh, lone show here or show that I'm doing alone. Um, yeah, I appreciate you all for listening. If you if you have been listening, um, we'll be back next week. Same time, same place, same network. We're not on any network. That was a lie. Uh, but yeah, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, hit that share button. Um, share the shit with anybody and everybody. Um, yeah. With that, ladies and gentlemen, I believe you will be very